They can be the guidelines to our identities, but what do your values say about you? On our Mindful Monday, I spoke with our resident psychology expert, Dr Joe Lukens, who is in the UK right now, about what exactly defines us and how do we cope when someone crosses our beliefs. I think the best way to describe and understand what a value is is that it's a, an individual belief that we might have and it's a belief that actually influences and motivates our behaviours and how we act towards each other. So it's a really important of, uh, aspect of who we are. Um, and knowing a little bit about our values is a helpful thing for all of us as we're guiding ourselves through life. How do we determine our values or our beliefs? Yeah, it, it's an interesting question because I know sometimes I've been you know, in workshops and so forth where the topic of values comes up. Certainly when I work with sporting teams, we look at team values, organisations look mm. at values and there's times when individuals will look at their own values. And I think sometimes it can be hard to, you know, articulate what your values are, but you always know what your values are when someone crosses them. So, you know, so if you have a value of honesty or respect and someone is dishonest to you or disrespects you and you have a very strong sense of, you know, not liking that, it, it really tells you a lot about mm. who you are and what you think if you know the things are that you don't like when those things happen to you. So I guess one way to work them out is to kind of reverse engineer it and think about, you know, when when, when I get cross, what, what is that actually saying about me? Do you think it's also a lot of people say, you know, oh, I'm still finding myself or I'm, you know, I'm unsure about who I am right now, but values are really what makes up our identities? I, th I think that's a good way to think about it and, and to also understand that our values and beliefs change over time so I always like to think of people as a work in progress but what we know about values and particularly for anyone who feels a bit lost is that values can almost be those sort of markers on the road that help to guide your life so it values can very much give you some direction and purpose um, a little bit like a compass if you like. When somebody does cross them, it can be a challenge at times. How do we know how to handle that situation? Well, it starts by paying attention to ourselves. And, and usually if, if someone does something that's contrary to what we, we value highly, we're going to have some sort of strong reaction to that that we might express or we might not. But if we can notice for ourselves how we're feeling at those times, that's a good starting point because what can sometimes be frustrating for people is when you know those um, those kinds of things happen and then you feel like you lose control of everything mm. at the same time so well, if we notice how we're feeling when our values are compromised if we can take a breath um, and to kind of have some strategies around how to manage ourselves and how to manage our interactions with other people when we come across people that have values that are different to us what about holding on to them though? Because often, you know, people might have a grudge then if somebody has crossed their values and then they spend the next days or weeks or whatever it might be stewing over a, an incident where somebody did cross your values or your beliefs. Yeah, so that's that's something to think about because depending, I mean, it's a little bit of one of these depends on what it is. Mm. You know, I would think that if it's someone who you're going to have a lot of contact with, so maybe a family member or a work colleague, um, it may warrant a conversation and, you know, that might be, and you do really need to take the sting out of the tail in terms of some of the emotions you might be feeling so you can have a, 
a measured conversation about that, but you might talk to them about, look, when we were in this situation yesterday and this thing happened, you know, I felt concerned about, you know, the behaviours and so forth, and you could lead into that conversation. So I do think that if it's someone who is on your horizon, um, then it's worth a conversation with them. There might be other times that you, you know, you, you recognise that different people will have different values to you and that might be a reflection of their upbringing or cultural values. So sometimes it's just about accepting that people think about the world differently and maybe not spending as much time with those people. So it's really going to depend on how mm. much influence they have in your life and how much of a presence they have there. Is there also ways that you yourself can help yourself by letting go? Is there sort of strategies that we can take on board, Dr. Joe? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, no, there is. So certainly that letting go is a, tr- I understand for a lot of people that can be really tricky and there's certainly been times in my life where I found that tricky as well. Mm. But I think it, it starts with an acceptance. Other people have values that are different to me and, you know, they're entitled to their own values and, and beliefs. And I guess it's just then a question of how much that then impacts on you but I mean the reality is is that we can't control someone else's values so accepting that you know people will have different points of view can sometimes be one of the best ways to to move ourselves forward. If you have had a disagreement you have had a confrontation about uh, your values and, and maybe somebody has crossed them is it okay then to distance yourself? Oh I think sometimes that's a very useful strategy for people to do because you may you know you may get to a point where even if you do have the conversation one person thinks one thing another thinks another and you're just going to you know you know not agree on those value systems so sometimes the healthiest way to move forward is to separate yourself from um, having too much contact with that particular person again with all of these decisions there are consequences so you need to think mm-hmm. through those but you know you don't have to uh, necessarily spend a lot of time with someone. If 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 being around someone you know isn't isn't good for your own well-being, then you really want to have a think about that. The other thing that you can do is maybe talk to someone about how to manage this. And and certainly people such as counsellors and psychologists can help give some really practical strategies on how to manage different opinions, different values, and different belief systems. Values can change over time, obviously. How important is it that you do recognise that your values can change over time? Yeah, I think that's a really helpful thing. And, and we shouldn't expect that the person we are today is necessarily going to be you know, the same person in five years' time or ten years' time. Or if you reflect back, you might notice changes in yourself. So, uh, you know, we change all the time as a result of the people that we meet, the things that we do. So... No, no surprises then that our values might change. There might also be some values that you hold um, very dear to your heart through your entire life and that might be particularly some of the values because that's one of the places where we first start to learn value systems is in our family of origin and in, mm-hmm. in, in our childhood. So um, we can look at those, pay attention to those, decide which ones are working for us and, and continue to carry those through our own lives and, and adapt and change them. And when you are in, you know, work environments or potentially in club sport or any anything like that where you're in a group setting, should you be sharing your values and making them known and, and speak up what you do believe in and what you don't? I think that's a really helpful thing to do um, in organisations, in teams. In fact, you could do that in your family as well. Mm. The teams that I've worked with, 
that have had the most success and have worked the best together are teams that have conversations about values because your values really provide the pillars and the guideposts, as we said before, for moving forward. And then what I like to do with the teams that I work with is say, look, if these are our values, what do those values look like when we convert them into behaviours? You know, so if, if we have a value of gratitude, you know, what does that actually look like? And a sporting team might say, well, it's about thanking our supporters, thanking our sponsors, say. Um, so those behaviours are indicative of uh, living by your values. And we know that when our behaviours and our values are consistent, that's good for our teams, our organisations and for our general wellbeing. And most organisations these days have a list of values that they put on their website or that they offer a new employee or a new person into their group setting. Uh, But sometimes we may not have had this consideration with ourselves. What advice would you have to identify and to know their values? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make there, Jess, because um, and to your point about organisations, you know, if your values are listed on the door, but if you went inside and no one could actually tell you what they are, you know, they, or they have to think hard to remember what they are, then it's a good sign that people aren't living and working the values. So mm. I do think conversations around what do these values actually look like for us? So you actually bring it down at the behavioural level and the attitude level. And I think that's really helpful um, for teams and for organisations. Uh, The other thing that I would say is if you do have new people coming in to an organisation or into your team, onboarding them to the values is also really important. So a sporting team I was involved with recently had a new team member come into it and then set the responsibilities for the leaders within that group to have conversations with the new person. So they really understood what do these values mean for us and for our team? Um, How can we personalise them and really make them Um, unique to our team or organisation. Some great advice from our resident psychology expert, Dr Jo Lucan, speaking all the way from the UK on this Mindful Monday, speaking about values, what they mean to you, your organisation and your group of people that you surround yourself with.